So this morning we are continuing on with our, the final part of our series of how do I get closer to God? This question of, Lord, how do we get closer to you? And I just said this the first week, but hopefully this is a question that all of us are asking it's, uh, to some level. You know, whether we've been following Jesus for many years or if you are even still ex- just kind of have questions about faith, that we are asking, Lord, how, how do I get closer to you? We talked about this last or two weeks ago. We talked about one of the, the foundational ways, the, one of the, the most powerful ways is for us to get closer to him personally in our own relationship with Jesus. And we talked about numerous different ways, but we really focused in on how we get closer through prayer, through spending time with the Lord in prayer, but also through reading scripture, through reading the word of God and letting it uh, change and, and affect who we are. And then last week we talked some about how we draw closer to the Lord in small groups and it was great. Somebody came up to me after the, after the sermon and said, you know, Jason, don't get me wrong, your sermon was great, but listening to people's comments afterward was so powerful to hear how you have drawn closer to the Lord in your small groups. And the ways that we, and we listened to the, the scriptures from Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, talking about how let us not uh, stop gathering together. Let us encourage one another. Let us spur each other on. Let us hold each other accountable and be responsible to one another. So we talked about how even we grow together in small groups. Well, this week we're going to be talking some about uh, looking at Psalm 95 and looking at how we grow closer to the Lord through gathering together on Sunday morning to worship. It's interesting because I've been thinking about this some a few weeks ago. I had this, um, I don't know how to write the right word, but I had this great um, experience in worship. And what was different for me was that Rather than asking questions of, you know, do I like this song or are we really going to sing 10 more verses of this? And I was just trying to sing the words. I was just trying to mean the words as I was singing them. And I was thinking about it later how oftentimes when I come to worship, come to worship the Lord God, how much of that I end up focusing on myself. You know, how much I end up focusing on the music or how we pray or... Um, things that are happening in the service, and how that gets in the way of me worshiping the Lord, which is like ultimately what we come here to do on Sunday mornings. And I've been thinking some about this too, about how uh, gathering for Sunday morning, gathering Sunday mornings to worship our Lord God, how in our current culture that is on the decline. And I think, you know, some of it is the pendulum swinging the other way. I think, you know, a generation ago, there was undue weight put on whether or not you showed up on Sunday to the point that people didn't care how you lived the rest of the week as long as you were there on Sunday. And some people still kind of wrestle with some of those thoughts. I, you know, I know sometimes people will come to me and they'll say, you know, I just want to get so-and-so to come to church, <laughs> which is great. Like, it's a great uh, um, a desire. But almost, I wonder if people sometimes mean, so that I can just, as long as they're coming to church, then I know they're okay. But we know this. We know that people who come to church every Sunday, you know, maybe, maybe even some in this church or other churches we know, where people, they go every Sunday and yet you know their faith is not right. They know, we know that things are not right for them with the Lord. So I think it's, sometimes it's helpful, but also there's been this swing where people said, you know, I, I mean, what do we need to gather on Sunday for? <laughs> what does it even matter? I mean, I can follow God by myself just fine. I hear that actually quite a lot when I talk with other people, you know, uh, people in our community who say, you know, oh, I, I don't go on Sundays or anything like that. I don't gather with the rest of the church. You know, I just do my own thing, and that's great for me. 
And I'm not saying like, that we can't have an amazing relationship with the Lord on our own, but I, I firmly believe that if we gather together with the church, we will grow closer to the Lord. So anyways, I, I wonder if maybe some of you ever wrestle with some of these things. You know, like questions of, as you gather on Sunday, do you think, do you find yourself distracted by your own self? Do you find yourself distracted by you thinking, man, I really don't like this song. Or, man, I really love this song. This is my favorite song. It means so much to me that we forget focusing on the Lord. That we forget praising Him through the things we actually sing or praising Him through the prayers that we pray. I want us to listen to this, listen to this passage from Psalm 95. If you want to, if you want to open your Bibles to Psalm 95, or uh, it's also on this blue sheet at the back as well. <clears throat> listen to these words again. It says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So as I've been reading this passage and reflecting on it this week, one of the things that I realize as I read this is that worship at its best is when it revolves around the Lord God, when he is the center of worship. Not us, not our preferences, not our likes and dislikes or our little pet peeves, but when the Lord is center of our worship. Now it's funny because if you, it's interesting, if you look at the text, at verse 1 it says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout out loud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. It's interesting because in this version, it's a little bit toned down. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's more like kind of churchly language or something. But um, actually in the Hebrew, it's, there's this constant theme of shouting. Let us be raucous for the Lord. Let us shout out loud how good he is. And I was thinking of this and how they say, like, let us do all these things. Let us shout out loud how good the Lord is. Let us keep praising him out loud, loudly together as the church. Because he is the king of all gods. He is the king over all the false gods that we try to make gods. Not only that, he is the creator, as you read on. It says he talks about he, he's the one who's created the seas and the dry land. It's right for us to praise the Lord God because he is Lord over all the universe. And he created everything that we see. And then it goes on, and then it actually tones down a bit. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. Let us come before him and humbly kneel. Because he's our God. And we are the people of his pasture. We are, like to use, they were actually using a metaphor of shepherding. We are the sheep under his care. See how everything keeps coming back to the Lord? Let us do all these things because of God. Let us do all these things, all this shouting, all this praising, all this kneeling and bowing because of God, because of who God is. Let our worship revolve around the Lord God that when we gather here, that we do our best to focus on him. If we want to grow closer to God, a great way to do that is to come on Sunday morning and focus on the Lord. 
It's interesting, I was thinking about this, how it's funny, I hear people say, oh, you know, we just took a break from church this weekend. We just took a break from coming on Sunday. And I guess I could see that as, you know, like if you had a, just a horribly like, busy week and you were like, literally exhausted that you couldn't get out of bed on Sunday. I, 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 I understand that. But it's interesting for me, I, I don't get it when people say kind of like, I just had, I don't know, I had something better I wanted to do. It's interesting, I don't understand that part. I guess I do understand it if gathering on Sunday morning has become about other things for you than worshiping the Lord. And, you know, forgive us, forgive me, forgive us as a church if we've made Sunday morning onerous for you. If, if you're one of those people who are afraid to walk in the door because you're afraid of what you might get asked to do. You know, forgive us if we've made church like that for you. Forgive me. But if we come to praise the Lord God, I don't know why we would miss that. If we come to gather and to focus on Him, what could be better than that? So I've thought about some practical things of ways that we kind of get in the way. You know, I was thinking about music, for example. That's one that I hear people have lots of comments about. I mean, not just this church, but kind of like every church. (laughs) You know, if we make God the center of our worship, I'm just going to say it, I don't think it matters what song we sing. It's interesting, I was, one of my professors, he's he's been a pastor for decades, and he was just retired as a pastor of First Baptist Church, Daryl Johnson. I remember him telling us, he said, I could worship in any church. And what he meant is, it doesn't matter to me what the songs were. You know, whether the, the person leading worship was an 80-year-old lady playing the organ or this awesome rock band, you know, tattoos and amazing sound and smoke and everything. He said, it doesn't matter either one. I could worship in either place. And I kind of, like this week as I'm reflecting on it, understanding a little better of what he means. Like even this morning... And some of the songs that we sing, I I don't think I've ever sang before, but trying to mean the words as I sang them. Trying not to just get distracted by myself, whether I like the tune or not, or do I know the words or not, but trying to read them and mean them. And it's still good. Thanks, Judd. Thanks, Andrea. When we get distracted by ourselves, by what, you know, oh, I hate this song. Do we have to sing this one again? We get distracted. We stop worshiping the Lord. He stops being central and we become the center. But what about prayer? You know, as I know sometimes sitting quietly, for, especially for some of you guys, you know, maybe we catch ourselves thinking about other things. You know, if, if praying together is hard or you find yourself distracted, just start your own conversation with the Lord quietly under your breath. Let us keep talking to the Lord, not be distracted by like, oh, there goes so-and-so again. But let us focus on the Lord. Here's one too. I mean, what about the sermon? You know, I have, trust me, I have no delusions that everything I say, that you love all of it all of the time. <laughs> I know better. I know, and I've sat through lots of sermons myself. You know, if we start getting focused on, oh, man, I can't believe he said that or she said that. 
or I've heard five sermons on this text in the last two years, we start focusing on ourselves. How can we listen to the Lord, listen to Him, actively listen, engage the sermon? You know, maybe, maybe this is the 10th sermon you've heard on Psalm 95, and you're thinking to yourself, I've heard all this before. <laughs> if you have, study it some more. Even while I'm talking, you won't offend me. Listen, pray to the Lord while you're listening. Lord, what are you trying to say to me through this? What am I supposed to hear out of this? I have, you know, as there's so many times as a pastor or as a preacher too where I've heard people say, you know, Jason, I, I loved what you said and it was so amazing. The Spirit started speaking to me and you said this and that and this and that and it was so great. And I say, well, bless you, awesome. And then when they leave, I realize to myself, or I say to myself, I don't think I said any of that. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit using the words that he had given me as a springboard for the words that he had given them. But you see, if we're focused on ourselves, what we like and what we don't like, or whether this was good or bad, we miss it. I can tell you, even if it's the most boring sermon in the world, if we focus on the Lord, if we focus on him, if we listen for him, we will still hear things. We will still hear him speaking to us. This is an important question. If we want to grow closer to the Lord, there are things that we can do to put ourselves in that place. We will find ourselves closer to him. If we want to grow closer to the Lord, a great way, the foundational way is for us to begin spending time with him. To begin spending time personally by reading scripture, by praying, other things like fasting, or by walking through nature and reflecting, by serving others. All of these things are ways that Christians have for centuries drawn closer to the Lord and on a personal level. We can also draw closer to the Lord through groups, through our small groups, by being a faithful participant in that. And I, trust me, I know there will be weeks when you feel like, man, I just do not want to go. And then you show up and you say, you know, and you realize afterward, like, it was good, I'm glad I came. I was encouraged, or I had the opportunity to encourage someone else. We spurred one another on. I also believe gathering together on Sunday morning is a great way for us to grow closer to the Lord. If we can find ways to not let ourselves become the center of it or the focus of it or what we like and don't like, but if we can focus on the Lord, we can grow closer to Him through Sunday morning worship.